Hi, my name is Charles OBJ, and you're tuned in to Travel Talks with Charles OBJ. So my name is Charles OBJ. And my name is Michaela Lambert. Let's start over. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Right. Here, I'll go first. I'll go first. Yeah, no, okay. you go first. Okay. So my name is Charles OBJ. Okay, cool. And I'm Michaela Lampert. I am a production assistant for people of color. Um, and I am a student at UMD in my last semester. Cool. And we have a, a producer producing this we show. We do, Elliot's over there. Right. Uh, and it's you. just Nadia, right? <laughs> yep, it's right um, So I, I think the, the conversation today is centered around travel um, and our best to do it for cheap, um, finding the best resources, um, and connecting with the right folks. Uh, it's as simple as that. Um, I have had um, a little bit of traveling, particularly focused around a research abroad trip okay. um, two summers ago. Right, and you went to, you traveled to Morocco, right? I did, yeah. So uh, my research trip was to Morocco. Mm -hmm. I was there for two months in a couple of different cities. Okay. And I was researching um, basically how colonization um, has affected the formation of a Moroccan identity, right? Wow. So the um, appearance of French buildings or French cuisine or the French language itself and how that has affected um, how people see themselves. I didn't know they speak French in Morocco. They do, yes. Right. I flew into um, Belgium um, and Brussels, as a matter of fact, Belgium, and I was like stunned that they spoke French. And the very minute I got into the center city of uh, Brussels, it looked exactly like a French culture, right? It's kind of everything, It's right? everything. There's and a the lot of... The trees and yeah. the building fronts and yep. food and... Yeah. 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 It's interesting to see how colonization or just like a large influxes of people immigrating okay. mm -hmm. um, really affect how a city crops up and how right. it develops over time. And especially with um, traveling now being a huge thing since the 50s. Right. You know, you just kind of cater to whoever comes. And right. so, and usually it's Europeans mm -hmm. with a lot of money who go. Exactly. Um, and so that's what's there. Right. Now, um, I think it's becoming a thing. People just pack up and, and go. Mm -hmm. And what I found is once you're in Europe, I mean, in my case, um, travel is just to folks in Europe, like we in Duluth traveling to Minneapolis, right? You know, yeah. it's like two hours, yeah, an hour drive, right? Um, in Europe, to go to London, if you're in Paris, it's about an hour mm -hmm. and it's about $20. And people budget and plan in advance. And you can actually find a ticket once you're in Europe for $12 to $20 yeah. to travel to a different country. Um, so the first time I went out for a month, I flew into Dublin. Um, found a really, really cheap ticket. Um, as a matter of fact, from Duluth to <laughs> Duluth, Chicago, Chicago to Dublin. Um, and then I started researching all of the places that I want to go to, um, along with the deals. I found a lot of great deals, $20 for a trip to Lisbon, um, to Brussels, to Paris. Um, also went to London to visit some family. Um, and I think a lot of folks were like, dude, like, did you just win a lottery or some stuff? You know, it's, it's, it's crazy, but it's really inexpensive to travel once you're abroad. I think the, the move, uh, the first move is to just get out of the state right. and experience. Yeah. yeah, and it is, it does sound prohibitive. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, my 
flight to Morocco was a little on the expensive side, but that's because I waited so long. I see. I bought my ticket a week before I went. A week. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was not good planning. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you can find a ticket to Africa, right? So the other side of the world mm -hmm. um, for $1,000. Now that sounds like a ton of money. And it is. It is. Mm -hmm. Especially for a college student, right? Right. Um, but if you know six months to a year in advance, mm -hmm. I mean, that is just cutting down on those little costs exactly. every day. Yeah. You know, $5 coffees a few times a week, that adds up. Mm -hmm. um, you know, upgrading your winter coat in the summer, I mean, you don't need to do that. I mean, until right. November, that adds up. Things like that. Right. Um, so that's, yeah, that's the initial step, like you said. And then once you're there, you're right. Traveling there is so much easier than traveling in the U.S., probably right. because of size, right? The U.S. is huge. Exactly, you're right, yep. Mm -hmm. um, but also just because of the way our travel system is set up. Mm -hmm. You know, a plane ticket from here to Chicago is like 135 whereas I that's think, if you that's if you plan in advance though right right and that's if you plan in advance yeah. and so I mean that's what is that like an eight-hour drive eight-hour drive yeah. yeah and so yeah. Um, equivalently I went from Morocco to Spain um, and that cost me less than a hundred dollars right oh, and that's, that's cool two different countries right. so it's it's yeah you really have to plan ahead but yeah once you're there it's great you know some and aside from the research in morocco i'm really interested in um the culture yeah. in morocco yeah. so like wh what does it feel like or look like taste like sure um, yeah. in morocco there's a lot of questions there's no <laughs> there's a lot to cover yeah. right mm -hmm. um so so first i will say that i um I am mixed, I think we might have covered that earlier. Mm -hmm. um, so one white parent, one black parent. Mm -hmm. And I was raised by my white parents, so my view of the world is very um, white, if you want to call it that. <coughs> I grew up in white neighborhoods, I was raised by a white person. What neighborhood? Um, all, all over Minnesota, mm -hmm. right? So I was born in Minneapolis, but I moved to Grand Rapids and Anoka and Zimmerman mm -hmm. and all of those places. Okay. Um, and now my mom lives in Wisconsin. Okay. So, right, so lots of white communities, very few brown people, very mm -hmm. few black people in particular. Right. Um, and so coming to college was my first like awakening of, you know, being around people who had this different mindset but looked like me. Right. Um, and so going to Morocco was a big deal because I had never been around that many brown people before, ever, ever. Um, and so that was the biggest shock, I think, right away, is that, um, there are just so many people that look like you, especially in Morocco, because they're very light-skinned, being right. close to the European border. Um, but they just have this completely different idea of how the world should work exactly. and you know what they focus on and what they value. For folks who don't know, Morocco is in Africa, so northern part of Africa, the northern most team. northern part of exactly. What what is, what is the food? What, is the food what kind of food do they eat in Morocco? Yeah, so um, they ate a lot of tagine. What um, is tagine for folks who don't know? Yeah, so it's basically a meat and vegetable dish mm -hmm. um, in a very basic way. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the things are things that we eat here, but separately, if that makes sense. So I mean, they eat peppers and they eat beef and mm -hmm. they have a lot of the same seasonings, but the way that they combine it is a lot different than, you know, plain old Minnesota tater tot hot dish, <laughs> right? Um, That's tasty though. Yeah, it, it is. It's my favorite food. But yeah, so tagine is a big dish there. Um, they also have, I mean, just so many basic foods that you just compile into like a really large meal, lots okay. of bread, lots of olive oil. Like flatbreads, right? Really, really flatbread. Um, so they do have really, really flatbread, um, but they also have um, 
I don't even know if there's an official name for it, but it's just a thick bread that you just rip chunks off of. Well, something similar to what Jesus Christ ripped off. When yes, was, it looks exactly like the loaves. In the, lo <laughs> in the Last Supper. In the Last Supper, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, just plain bread, fresh vegetables, mm -hmm. a lot of fresh orange juice. They have a lot of orange trees there. Um, you know, things like that. And so just staple foods is what I would call Do they have like street foods? Yes. yes um, is, there, is there such thing as kebabs? In Morocco, um, yeah. not that I saw, but I am very sure they exist. Yeah, okay, so um, that's not so it. one of the one of the foods that we had a few times um, was the bread that I just mentioned, mm -hmm. and it's hollowed out, and there is just basically diced up meat that they stuff inside of it. Oh, I see. Um, and that's that's a meal. Wow. Costs about five dirham, which is about um, I'm gonna say fifty cents. Okay. Yes, and so it's super cheap. Um, and it's super delicious and it's filling. I mean, it's meat and bread, right? Mm, right, right. Um, so that's one of the things. The problem with describing a lot of the authentic cuisine there mm -hmm. is that we were there during Ramadan. Oh, I see. Um, so everything was closed a lot of the time um, for us when we were up and about doing our research. And so we <laughs> we had to eat a lot at American establishments like I Pizza see. Hut and McDonald's. Um, during the daytime. Sometimes that's all you got. Sometimes it's all you got. I've been out, you know, to different you know countries that I've just not enjoyed the plain old slab of meat, mm -hmm. potatoes. I'm talking about Europe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. um, sometimes you just need your burger, right? Sometimes you need, yeah, yeah, you need some fries, you need some good old American grease. Exactly. Um, and also, like, I mean, there are, I mean, not to get gross, but there are digestive problems when you cross borders sometimes. Like food poisoning. <laughs> yeah, food poisoning can yeah. happen. Um, having a stomach ache just because you ate some meat that you're not used to, like right. eating camel or something like oh, that. Oh, it's not processed, right? Or it's I mean, not the water processed is different. Food. Yeah, you know? in America, all, mm -hmm. all their food is processed. Right. And so once you're away from that, um, you know, sometimes you just need a break and you need to. I would argue in America, not all foods are processed by the way. I mean, there's the whole Those food you <laughs> yeah. know, situation where you get fresh fresh food. But I, but I, I hear you. I mean, I, I think uh, the food is, is a big challenge for folks who are trying to. Um, travel anywhere. I mean, that's something you have to consider. Yeah, um, what's your health like? Um, how is your system going to react to those type of food? Um, in my case, what I usually do uh, when I travel, and um, I pack a lot of vitamin C, right? Just because traveling to a different country, you're contracting a lot of germs that might not be used to your system. I drink a lot of bottled water. Yep. I don't do the tap water. Because um, of course you're coming from Duluth. Duluth's got the best, you know, tap water yes, ever. You know, um, so you don't want to just complicate that situation, right? You want exactly. <laughs> you want to stick to the bottled water. Um, uh, personally, when I travel um, out, I, I stick to the local type of travel. You know, so what I do when I land, um, I ask folks at the airport, oh, "What's the bus bus route?" You know, get on the bus, ask a lot of questions, and chances are, one out of ten persons you meet can speak English and it will direct you well. And sometimes they'll speak their language, but hey, yeah. you know, it's the same thing they say in the United States, which is very racist. Um, <laughs> yes. Speak English or go home, right? So you, you need to try to learn some, some words to be able to you know, communicate and get directions. I mean, so that's what I try to do. Meet folks, you know, ask questions. Where do you think I need to be? Um, where's the best place to eat at? Um, I think the locals usually give really good directions for um, the places or the establishments that they are proud of. Okay. Um, I think Morocco is a place that I want to visit, should visit, should be in my next list. I visited Marrakesh, one of the most popular destinations in Morocco. Um, I 
I would argue Casablanca is also at that top tier places to visit in Morocco. Morocco was a thing in the 40s. Remember Humphrey Bogart, the movie Casablanca? This is Travel Talks with Charles OBJ.